Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You need to recharge your batteries. And so that's another thing that we do and need. And it helps us focus. Even if we just step away for five minutes to take a walk and enjoy the sunshine or to go watch something or look at something and totally take our minds off, it helps regenerate something. And then we can step back into the room to do whatever um, and be focused and be totally in the moment. So that's something that many of us, many introverts do. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Jerry Bingham. Now, introversion is one of the most misunderstood terms when it comes to describing people. We often cater towards extroverts when we're interviewing. We often create movies centered around extroverts as the heroes. But what about introverts? How do we make sure we have a culture of understanding introverts and ensuring that they feel seen, heard, and understood? That's where Jerry comes in. She shares her story and how she found a place and created a community for introverts all over the world. I hope that as you listen to this episode, you find that you can tap into your inner introvert and create a safe space for introverts around you. Enjoy the episode, share with everyone, and engage with Jerry's platforms. All right? See you on the other side. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's episode is amazing. It's with Jerry Bingham. Now, Jerry is the founder and host of Hush Loudly, a WGNRadio.com podcast dedicated to amplifying the voice of introverts. Yes, you heard that right, introverts. She's a marketing communication professional and consultant with 20 plus years experience in working in higher education, healthcare, nonprofit association management, membership, and advertising. I'm really, really excited because we're going to be focusing on what it, what it was like for her and what it's like for her when she's navigating the world as an introverted Black woman in leadership. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank you, Tyle. I'm happy to be here. Well, the pleasure is mine. We, we were chatting before the show hit record, and we were talking about how you read my book and you could tell that you said, no, this guy's an introvert. And I, I was saying, you know, I do have a lot of introvert energy. I think I actually have more introvert energy than extrovert energy. And I'm curious to hear why you felt like I was an introvert and what led you to want to be a voice for introverts all around the world. Sure. So what I've learned is um, with introversion and extroversion, no one is 100% introverted or 100% extroverted. We turn it on and off. And so we have both. And so for our jobs, for things we're passionate about, 
uh, for specific specific things that we're working on, we may be more extroverted because we have to be, we need to be. Um, But our preference is introversion, where we prefer to internalize. We, We gain energy internally. We are our own internal entertainment system. We have our own internal entertainment system. Um, We process stimulation more internally. And so we are just more inward. And so versus extroverts are more outward and they live their lives out loud. And so we may be figuring things out in our heads and our extroverts are figuring things out with others and they crave the energy of others and need the energy of others in a way that we don't. So we're able to do both. And we are usually more selective with our friends. We may have smaller groups of friends. We love people. We're social. We're all of these things. We're capable. We can do everything extroverts do. But there is a misunderstanding. There is a stigma. I think there is an ill definition of the word introvert. And I don't know where it's come from, but I'm on a mission to change it. I believe that people think when they hear introvert, they think antisocial, hates people, hermit, a serial killer, won't leave the house. They think all of these things, they think shy and shy is more intimidation and fear. And there are introverts who are shy. We're all along the scale. And so you may be more toward the extrovert scale or you may perform uh, for your show, for your speaking, for your activities. You turn on that extroverted side because you need to and you want to. But your preference may be introversion. And to answer your question, because I see I'm rambling. No, um, no, no. This is good. You're (laughs) providing the context for this. To answer your question, your book, I I just kept saying he's an introvert. (laughs) So um, when you talked about um, wanting to try a sport, I believe it was football, soccer and yeah, basketball. I knew I knew, oh, I knew soccer, but then I was learning football through going to the library. I was learning basketball through going to the library and picking up the magazines. Okay, who does yeah. that? Introverts <laughs> do that. So I think that the extrovert is going to jump right in. They're going to go straight to the basketball court. Yeah. They're going to jump in, whether they know it or not. They'll fake it till they'll make it till they make it. They're in. They're all in. The introvert absolutely is going to do some research. We are going to go and find out the history. We're going to find out who's doing it, who's doing it well. We're going to follow them. We're going to look at techniques. We're going to look at strategies. All of these things help us as we tackle a new project. And so when I read that, I was like, wait a minute, that's so introverted. And then your Laura, you know, that where you're talking about that rule of um, listen, Observe, observe, reflect, act. Yeah. And so these are some of the attributes of introverts that we are the best listeners and the best observers. We see everything. We don't miss a thing. And then I think that this helps us in the way that we move through work as we move through life. We see things that other people don't see. And this allows and we're very analytical and we are the big thinkers and we like to listen more than we like to talk. And so some of those things that you mentioned, along with this Laura, I just thought he's totally an introvert. And I just wondered, I just wondered, did he does he know? Did he ever take the test? Did you ever do a Myers-Briggs? 
And so I'm just curious about that as I now interview you and ask you, are you an introvert? So, yeah, you know, I, I, I have taken the Myers-Briggs. I, I always end up being ENFJ. But oh. yeah, I know. I know. In the past, I think it was one time I, I actually had an INFJ. But for the most part, it was usually ENFJ. And I saw that Obama and, and Oprah fit into that, too. But yes. the interesting thing, like you were saying, was it wasn't until I found the term ambivert. And to your point, you had said most people, you know, multiple things that, I, that it made sense for me because I've always known that I, I internalize, uh, you know, a lot of my energy. You know, I, I'm very I can be very loud. You know, I'm from Nigeria. We have a lot of celebratory cultures uh, and I speak often and I, I'm very outward facing. But I'm the guy that at conferences, you know, I'll find moments to just go up to an empty room. <laughs> just so I can listen to something <laughs> and then and then I'll come back and everybody's like oh hey where were you I was like oh no I was just you know <laughs> you know, watching something or doing moments of holidays I would just be streaming or doing a show or watching something so I I feel like an, I'm, I'm, I'm an ambivert but I've become over the years I've become more aware how my introverted tendencies help me as a writer as a consultant you know as someone that does a lot of research so yeah. That, that's and that's it. just recharging. That's what you need. You need to recharge your batteries. And yeah. so that's another thing that we do and need. And it helps us focus. Even if we just step away for five minutes to take a walk and enjoy the sunshine or to go watch something or look at something and totally take our minds off, it helps regenerate something. And then we can step back into the room to do whatever um, and be focused and be totally in the moment. So that's something that many of us many introverts do. Um, and um, I don't know if extroverts need it as much or want it as much. They can keep going. Their batteries on full steam. They're always charged. So that's a little difference, you know, between us and why it's so important for companies to understand that their employees need different things. And if you're able to supply and give those things to your employees, you'll get the best out of your employees. And that's what you want. You want, you want performance from all of your employees. So why not create an environment that allows um, everyone to thrive, you know, and do well. Well, let's talk about that because you said companies need that. I'm curious about your own personal experience. What was it like for you navigating leadership positions as an introvert? So I've learned now. um, I think that in my twenties, I did not, um, understand. I think as part of my self-discovery, I know now who I am and I can very confidently come in and take control, get what I need, or I'm out. I leave. Um, but in my 20s, I think I was masquerading as an extrovert. I was trying to be like others and I wasn't authentically living the way that I needed to live. And so when I was in ad agencies and public relations agencies and I was exhausted by all that was going on, all the stimulation, all the movement, um, I wasn't performing to my best at my best. And so I had a Myers-Briggs in my 20s. I had the MBTI and it was mind blowing 
to me because it was for the first time I understood that there were other people like me and that there was nothing wrong with me and I'm perfect. And um, I understood about why I do the things I do and why the thing, why I don't do certain things. And so it kind of helped me grow up, I'll say to speak. And um, so to speak, and then um, as I moved into management positions, I've learned just how to navigate. So unfortunately, when I'm applying for a position, I still have to turn it up a notch. So I am absolutely more extroverted because I think that's what they want, especially from a marketing person. They believe that person should be this dynamic, um, so more outwardly, more aggressive type person, which is not necessarily true, but I put on that act. I masquerade, I perform to get the job. And then once I get the job, usually in the first 30 days, I try to secure a big win, whether that's getting us on NBC or whatever, or creating a partnership, creating a phenomenal campaign with a really creative, juicy idea, something like that. I'll do that in the first 30 to 60 days because that will allow me the room and the space while they sort of let their guard down. I hate that this is the world we live in, but this is my experience because I think that employers are looking for something that introverts may not be black introverts, female black introverts. And so when we don't fit that stereotype, because this is my opinion, I believe it's stereotype. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you didn't grow up with from first grade or second grade with a person, um, a black person, you probably learned about us, our behaviors, from television, from the news, from media, your characters that you watched on television programs. And if you think about the Black women, they aren't reserved. They aren't on the quieter side. They are outwardly demonstrative. They are sassy. They are always wisecracking jokes. They are the more um, aggressive. They're more bossy, all of these things. And now with reality TV, you also get the over-sexualized. And I hear this from my Latina friends, my Latinas, the overly sexualized ghetto, all of these things. And so when I walk in and I'm none of those things, it's hard for people to understand who I am. It's hard for them to trust me. They start to question, did we make the right decision? Is she smart? Is she competent? Does she belong here? She's not what we thought. And all of it is just absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's, we're not a monolith. We're different. So just because that character on TV is like that and always talking and the center of attention and making everyone laugh and having all of these jokes and ideas and and highly expressive. And I'm not it doesn't mean that I'm not as capable or competent, I'm probably more capable or more competent. And so I want and that's what I talk about with companies don't sleep on the introvert. Don't do it. I got to use the, sl the slang. You're sleeping on your introverts <laughs> and you're not getting what you could possibly get out of this person that's listening, that's observing, that's analyzing, that's putting all of this 
stuff together, that's creative, that's independent, that's all of these things and has the empathy and all of the things um, because we're different, as you talk about in your book, I think it equips us. It makes us more equipped to handle different situations. It makes us see things that others don't see because we're different and we've been treated not equally or we've been looked at differently. That's so fascinating to me. And it's a very great breakdown. I'm so glad that you were you know, vulnerable with that. It makes me wonder then with your experience, because you've worked with so many types of companies across many industries, if you put your consultant hat on, what is it that employers can do to make it easy for introverts to fit in? Because you said you still have to flex uh, extroverted muscles whenever you get in there and try and secure that early win. But how can it be flipped the other way around where introverts can come and immediately feel accepted? Well, I, I think that there are some simple physically, so strategies in the office. So when we're all back in the office, um, you know, the open office environments where we're all sitting in a room, that's not going to work for your introvert. And if I'm interviewing and I see that that's your policy, I'm not going to work there because I need a cubicle will be fine. And then I can personalize it in the way that I want when I put up my my college blanket on the wall, which helps absorb sound or whether I have a little noise sound machine, which I don't usually need all of that, but creating the space that I need and bringing things in my environment. So knowing that a company sees that some people want that is meaningful. Also things like, is there a little break room? Is there an office that's empty? Can that office be called the chill room or the meditation room or the whatever room? And then that can be booked. So if my hour for lunch, I want to go and sit in there and read or I want to listen to music or I just want to be by myself or I want to brainstorm in a quiet space. If I could book that room from 10 to 11 that would be amazing. And let me just have that time to meditate, to pray, to do whatever I want to do and not be judged because I'm using that space in the way that's right for me. Um, another thing companies need to do is agendas. So extroverts are great at thinking on their feet. I envy that because words just don't flow to me like they do to extroverts. They, they just don't. And that's because I have to think, I have to process. It has to cook in my brain a little bit for me to come up with the best answer or the best idea. But if you provide an agenda or day or two in advance and not just an agenda that's that's basic, but tell me what you're hoping to achieve. What are you expecting from us at this meeting on Tuesday? If you get that to me on Friday or Monday, it gives me time to absorb, to think, to do my research, to figure out what I want to say, to be a little creative. And then I'll come to that meeting feeling prepared and I will, in, I will insert myself then. Now, some introverts may be a little shyer. And so what I recommend for that is if the CEO can say beforehand, send me your ideas in an email. Mm. Send your email, send your ideas to Lisa, my assistant or whatever. I bet the introvert will work their butt off and send a ton of ideas that they may never share in a meeting with 45 people. 
So those are two simple things. But with the with the agenda, I think that that is meaningful. Even if you don't offer the email in advance, um, the agenda is enough. Also offer people the opportunity to share later, because another thing with introverts, when we're in a room and there's all this talk, I get the best ideas later when I'm in the car driving and I'll be like, oh, yeah. And so I will email the CEO or drop by or talk to whoever and say. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I thought about this when I was on my way home last night. So don't close the door and say, everything needs to be done at this meeting on Tuesday. We're done talking about it. So give the uh, introvert a little leeway, a little room to think in the way that we like to think. There is an author, a book called The Introvert Advantage, where she talks about neural pathways. And she says that extroverts have a shorter neural pathway in their brains and introverts have a longer one. And she explains that we, when we are processing stimulation and coming to decisions, we are pulling in our feelings, our long-term memory, short-term memory. We're thinking about all these things as we are processing and coming to a decision versus an extrovert who like this will come to an answer. Now we're not saying one is better than the other, but don't companies need both? Yeah. You need both. You need both. And so that's what I'm really pushing um, to, for all to listen and to hear. And so those are the big ones. I can't think of any more tile right now, but those are some, some big ones. And even in the interview process, talent acquisition folks, I think that they need to be more aware as well and inclusive in their thinking, understanding that one person may have the gift of gab, but no substance, nothing underneath. So be really intentional with your questions and with your interviews, um, because the person with the most substance may not have the gift of gab. They may need a little extra time. They have everything. They're just as confident. They're just as smart. They're brilliant. They're creative. But the way that they approach things, the way that they respond at the moment may not be um, may not flow as easily as it would flow for the extroverted person. So my urge, I also urge uh, the talent acquisition and HR people to really think about that when they're interviewing people, especially for leadership positions. Just wanted to stop by here before we get back to the episode. I wanted to let you all know that I do have a 
collective for people who are interested in developing their cultural competency skills, becoming more anti-racist. And it's a resource of things that you can do with your family, with your school, with yourself to work through your individual journey to become a better culturally competent leader. It's called UID Collective, and the link is in the show notes, but it's a mix of courses, it's a mix of resources, things you can download, and all you need to do is sign up as a member. It's a monthly membership. I'd love for you to check it out, use it with your friends, use it with your family, use it with yourself, okay? The link is in the show notes. It's called UID Collective, and it's for those of you that want to improve your cultural competency skills. Back to the episode. Ah, No, no, you did such a great job of providing actionable tips. And I, I always love when people do that because people can find themselves in the solution. And I can see how a talent acquisition person can, you know, reorganize an, an, an interview. I can see how a CEO can reorganize a, a company culture. And I, I keep thinking about what we've been seeing this year, which is the great resignation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, a lot of people, for those that don't know, a lot great resignation is basically this, this mass amount of voluntary people resigning uh, since spring of 2021 this year. And I, when, I, when I do the research, a lot of it has to do with that employer-employee disconnect. You know, people aren't, you know, aligned on what it is that they want to, to you know, to work. And a lot of people, so funny, would say they became even more introverted during the pandemic. Um, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Why do you think we have this mass resignation all of a sudden? And what is it about introverts that you're seeing as they're, they're finding their power back in moments of solitude? I think we're all different, uh, with what we've experienced over the last, uh, 20 months or so, uh, for a myriad of reasons. But I think that when we were forced to work from home with the shelter in place, my introvert friends, we were like, this is the bomb. This is amazing. <laughs> and when I had to think about it, it was because we created our own space. You create your own environment. You build what works for you and you don't have the opportunity to do that in the office. So if that means you know, just taking a walk or taking out the dog or taking out the trash because that is your time to recharge um, if it's your lighting. So I have all these lights on for you because, you know, so when if I'm interviewing, but my preference is a lower, less stimulating environment. So I always have the lights pretty much off. Now, I love the, um, you know, natural light, but even on rainy days, I may not have lights on and that works for me. I like that more calming environment. I'm more creative. It works for me with just the minimal lighting that I need to see. I can't do that in an office with fluorescent lighting. And so I think even with scents and smells, and so I like candles and all these things. I can't light a candle at work, but I can do it at home. So I think that for the introverts, we were able to manufacture the environment that worked for us and we were able to excel. We were able to um, meet and, and succeed and exceed our goals and do all right. of those things because we were comfortable yeah. and in our own space. But at work, we are confined to something else. And I think because we live in a world that rewards extroverts and values extroverts, we're living in their world. And so I think that for the great resignation, 
some of my introvert friends and even for me, I quit a job this year um, because there was there were a few things that weren't right. Um, and so I know my value. I know my worth. Right. I got another job right after. It's no big deal. And I wasn't terrified. And, and that is another thing that, you know, when we introverts know that it's not going to be a fit, uh, I think that we move on. We need to move on when it's time. Uh, this particular person, one of the things that they did with me was they would keep saying, you're so nice. You're too nice. You're too nice. And to me, that means why wouldn't you want a person that's nice? I'm getting the job done. I'm making things happen. I'm making connections. I'm bringing things to this organization you've never had. But to me, it meant I should be more of a bitch. I should be uh, more. And that, that goes right into that stereotype. You're not what I expect you to be. And so I'm questioning, even though you're producing, I'm questioning. And me at this point, I don't have time for that. So I move on because I know and it was a small place. I knew it was something that I couldn't. Um, I don't I don't think it was anything that I could fix because I tried. Um, and so I just moved on and back to the loss of talent. And that's how I think that happens with companies. So now you have to start all over and find someone where had you been more open um, and recognize that we're not a monolith and that we're all different. Maybe I could have stayed there. I love that. And, and congratulations to you for recognizing your worth. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that that's important for them, you know, that they yeah. have more ownership there. Huh. Yeah. I want to go to the other aspect of my, my passion, which is education. You, you said something that I, I absolutely love. I was reading an article uh, from the Color Magazine, I believe, and you said that the coping mechanisms that introverts develop often start in the classroom and uh, introverts lead differently than the typical way we've been taught as a leader should lead. So someone is a parent, you know, is probably listening to this podcast or, you know, teacher, professor, and they're wondering how they can cultivate that early. You know, we've talked about the workplace now. The other place we spend most of our time is in some sort of education institution. So how do we do that for kids? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough for kids. I think that a really understanding um, set of parents is helpful. Um, every child that you have is different. You know that within months, their personalities are very different. And so as a good parent, you try to give each kid what they need mm. to support them. So you may have that one kid that wants to be in the band and turns into a musician. You want the you have the other kid that's an athlete. You have the other kid that wants to read. You have the other kid that they don't know what they want to do. And that's fine. And you find ways to nurture. And I think that what parents need to do is focus on figure out what that kid loves and what is meaningful to that child and give them as much of it as possible. And so with me, even at age 11 or 12, when kids in my neighborhood, we would go to the mall and they'd go to the game room. I'd go to the bookstore and my mother would take me to libraries and we'd go to museums. Yeah, I was the nerd. It's okay. But <laughs> I turned out okay. I turned out okay. Yes, you, you did. Know? <laughs> and, and, and so it's, it's kind of like you have to figure that out and nurture it. 
And then when they get in school, I think it just needs you need a lot of understanding because I don't think that all teachers are on board. I definitely think that a smaller school would be helpful if you have the opportunity to choose one with a smaller class size. I think that that will be more helpful to your introverted child. Um, I think that we still live in a world where, you know, the person that raises their hand the first may seem as the smartest, the most talkative, all of these things. And the one who doesn't may not be. Uh, that's something that we need to fix. We need to change. But um, I think that the parents just need to really hone in and figure out what it is that makes this kid unique and help them identify that, acknowledge it, nurture it. And if they have something that they think is a weakness, don't, I feel like we shouldn't focus on that. Don't try to make that kid, you need to talk more. You need to be a cheerleader. You need to do this. I understand that you do it because in our society, you think that the most social is the best. You think that the most um, popular is the best, but that's not necessarily so. So I just ask parents to really just, just think and understand and know that it's okay that their child is different. And, and to try and help that child understand that it's okay to be different because that is their secret sauce. That what, that's what makes them special. That's what look, makes you special and, and, and put you on your path as you're talking about your differences. Same thing with me. So I just want parents to just be encouraging and motivating. And like somebody told me that the professional golfers, they don't focus on their weaknesses. They focus on their strengths. Don't worry about the weaknesses. Focus on your strengths and be the best damn reader or the best roller skater or whatever the heck you are. And then let that blossom and, and see where that goes for that for that child. Wow. No, that's so inspiring. OK, well, then how can people reach out to you? Because now someone is already feeling that rah-rah spirit. They want to <laughs> they get there. So how can they reach out to Jerry Bingham and, and what are you up to these days? So I have a podcast. It's called Hush Loudly. And I'm on a mission to talk about introversion and help bring understanding to introverts, help educate extroverts and help empower, I'll say, the introverts that are not where I am. You know, I understand. I know what it felt like as a teen, as an adolescent in my 20s. And so I talk to people uh, from all walks of life and they talk about their challenges and their successes and they talk about how they got to where they are, what they did in particular situations. And so it can be found on Apple Podcasts, everywhere, Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts. And I host panels often, same thing, where we're talking about cool things. My next one is on World Introvert Day. Did you know that existed? I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So World Introvert Day is January 2nd, intentionally after all of the holidays, which I love. So it's that day for us to chill and to recharge and get ready for the new year. And so that was founded by someone in 2011. And so I'm hosting a panel on World Introvert Day and it's called Introvert Plus. And it's talking about the intersectionality of introversion, 
race, age, gender. So I'm going to have a panel of people who fit those categories and we'll talk about how it is for us with the intersectionality of introversion. Um, and if I have a website, hushloudly.com, if people want to reach out to me, I love to come and talk to people, young people, students, companies, and so they can reach me at jb at hushloudly.com. Brilliant. Oh, and I have to give another plug, Black Introvert Week, I created. So I created Black Introvert Week last year, and it is in February. It's intentionally during Black History Month. And yeah. so it's February 8th through 15th. And so this year we'll be talking, I'm sorry, next year we'll be having different days. So I'll have, since we introverts sometimes are not good at tuning our own horn, um, we have a day where we're going to put your projects out, put your innovations out. If you're an author, talk about your book. And so we'll have different days, wear a t-shirt, show the world you're an introvert. And just to have conversation and have people talking about um, being an introvert, a black introvert, which I think helps us overall. Okay. Well, we'll make sure we put all this in the show notes. And I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been very enlightening. Uh, thank you for having me. No, no, it's my pleasure. I, I really feel like you're going to give a lot of people listening confidence to understand that they matter. I think we, we have narratives and stereotypes, like you say, that often favor, you know, extroversion, but, uh, you know, you know, introversion is, is, is so important and they create a lot of amazing things. I think people will be surprised to find that a lot of the leaders that we admire are actually introverts. So and can I just drop a few names? Because I love to build people's minds. So Michael Jordan. Yeah. OK, to me. OK, yeah, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron is the man. But Michael Jordan, to me, is the GOAT. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he's an introvert. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Uh, Barack Obama, yes. uh, Stacey Abrams, um, Shonda Rhimes, RuPaul has blown my mind. RuPaul is an introvert. Valerie Jarrett, who I interviewed on my podcast. And so those are just a few of the black introverts. But there's also Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. And all of these people are huge. They're leaders. They've created Steve Jobs. They've built amazing things. And I just like to drop the names of introverts just so people know, yeah, we're doing it. We're making things happen. So don't discount, don't diminish, don't underestimate your introverts because we're here and we have something to say. So we need you to see us. All right. All right. All right. Well, so uh, I want to leave you with this final question. I always ask my guests this. So how do you use your difference to make a difference? For me, it's the introversion. So once I understood this introversion, um, and I, I don't know, it, it just, I just found a path. I just felt like thinking about how I was as a child, let me help others. So talking about introversion in this way, connecting with great people like you, reaching out to different audiences, reaching out to companies, um, where people actually can make a difference is helping me make a difference. Using my difference um, in that way, I think, is helping others make a difference. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline. This has been a... Uh, I said Jacqueline. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jerry. This has been a, a, a real, real pleasure. And I'm, I'm so excited to really continue this conversation. So thank you. And looking forward to making more introverts understand that they're amazing. 
Yeah. Yay. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for also mentioning that when you speak to companies in your consulting, thank you for acknowledging that inclusivity also includes introverts. 100%. Yes, I have to. But no, it's been a real pleasure, Jerry. And, uh, you know, thank you so much. And thank you. Royalty. Till next time. Use a different. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 